ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas podcast listeners. This is Pastor Freddie T. White. I'm so glad to be back on the podcast with you today with JV this Christmas week. Uh, hey, a uh, quick little heads up for parents. Um, we talk about old St. Nick on here a little bit, and uh, we don't explicitly come out and say everything that you might not want to say. Anyways, uh, use discretion as to whether or not your children uh, are listening, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in all year long. Uh, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy today's podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the podcast i oh, look at that ho 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 this morning jv quick checking your emails we're on the podcast yes oh <laughs> oh fred you were checking your email i was actually looking up loop two this morning what were you doing oh, are you gonna play some music loop two oh i thought you said bluetooth luke, <laughs> luke. i'm stopped up i can't hear anything. what'd you say yeah uh luke two no uh ho 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 that's kind of mixing metaphors this morning what we're doing. i don't know it's been too long since I've been on the podcast, man. It's been three. Oh, you've been four weeks. Really? Because Tim was on three weeks ago. Yeah. We had didn't do it for two weeks. So, yeah. It's yeah. good to be back. It's been a month. It's good to be back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It doesn't seem like a month, does it? No. You were sick last week. I guess it slows time down for you. I know you like people and like connection oh, and relational and you're oh, like. Oh, I hate being sick. Yeah. You're just like sick. There's nothing <laughs> worse than being sick. I don't think. No. Uh, Maybe so. Maybe there's something. I, well, you know, I, I was that's tested negative on flu, strep, COVID, all the stuff. Yeah. And then yesterday, first day back, you working, tested. Po- you tested positive for COVID. <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks no, for no. coming in this no, morning. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I was stuffy all day yesterday, and I thought, doggone it, it's going to turn into a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And then it cleared back up, or it cleared up last night. And anyways, I I, I don't know how to predict. My health. How you doing, man? Well, I am going to do. I am going to mark that mic from this week on. Yeah. So, <laughs> usually we yeah, mix the mics ahead. up because I don't mark them. So uh, I'm going to mark them. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Busy season for me, and uh, uh, like for a lot of people. And but well, we're thanks looking- for doing the podcast in a busy season. Oh no, I I missed the last two weeks. I have to say, yeah. I really we did move it an hour just because kids are home and it's cooler. And outside. I was still ten minutes late today. Yeah, it's all good, Fred. It's well, all good. Well. well, you're probably late because. Some of those good, wonderful, loyal, real lifers went caroling. We'll talk about that in just a second. Oh, you don't want to talk about caroling? No, no, yet. I do want to wonder. I have, I'll, I'll prep you with this question. Why didn't you come? <laughs> what? And hang on, hang on. Hang on. Do so I'll let you think about that question. But uh, DJ Daniel Cox is a student at Southern Seminary. And my New Testament professor at Southern Seminary, Dr. Tom Schreiner, the legendary Dr. Schreiner. Yes, you're pointing to one of his books that I recommended yeah, to you right. recently. Dr. Schreiner, I've got a great Dr. Schreiner impression. And for anybody that knows Dr. Schreiner, would they they would probably pay me five dollars to hear this impression? Yeah, it doesn't could, mean anything to you, Jonathan. You, you can say the impression way because we don't know Schreiner. Anyways, so. <laughs> Dr. Schreiner, one day in New Testament, you had like you know three kids come into class late. Uh, it's it's important for us to know that it's it's very very disrespectful. To come into class late. It's just disrespectful. It it doesn't honor your classmates. 
It doesn't honor the teacher. It doesn't honor God. Shame I, and guilt. There's nothing I, like a little shame I and just, guilt. I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> you're, you're channeling my mother this morning. <laughs> but Dr. Schreiner, would, he would say it in such a way that it sounded like the most profound, thoughtful, deep Greek and Hebrew insight ever. Maybe that's always about the presentation. So, so DJ and Jonathan, I'm, I apologize. You're fine. For you're great. You. All right, now we'll talk about caroling. So last Jonathan, night, why didn't you come to caroling? I was... I was our church went caroling last night. That's right. We walked, like we walked, one of our values is margin for mission. That's right. Right, right. So, so we, we don't plan a lot of things so that when we do plan a lot of things, everybody will come. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we had literally a lot of, had a walked lot of through a neighborhood yeah. singing about Jesus. So I margined, margined at home singing <laughs> Jesus with the kids last night. <laughs> it Actually, was so great. I was asleep. Yeah. I was asleep according to my ring eight. 13 last night I was asleep. Well, here's what I would have guessed. I would have guessed that caroling would be the kind of thing that your family would really appreciate and we, enjoy. We would have loved that. Six Except for your wife. Six o'clock. Uh, I heard this on one of the pod, the podcasts you did with Timmy, that she doesn't like Christmas music. Oh, no, she does not like Christmas music. Oh, I have to have a talk with Rachel about this. She says it's it's like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't even want to say it that way. It's very frenetic. Mm-hmm. Or it's just really, define, really sad. Frenetic is really frenzied. Or it's really sad. Well, There's I can like nowhere in, in between. I can understand like the the the, the poppy kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. last Christmas. You no, she's talking, about, she's talking about Christian, traditional Christian Christmas. The hymns? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's what's Think amazing. Well, no, here's Mary, this. do you know? No, I'm not talking about that. That's not traditional. That's still well, modern. traditional. I bet it was written in 1980s. <laughs> okay. You're I don't bad. know. I don't know. But I, it's not a... That's not a traditional hymn. Here's what's amazing about going caroling. Here's yeah. what's amazing about going caroling is you get to sing multi, like verses you don't typically sing. Yeah. You talk about rich theology in some of these hymns. Oh my goodness. And I just thought, I mean, Rachel Vinson is a theologically minded woman. She loves it. I, I would just assume that of all the women at Real Life Church, she would have a deep appreciation for Christmas music hymns. She uh she loves She's not here to defend herself. No, she? she loves. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Mm. The guy that showed up, Matt Papa, Big Papa. That's Matt right. Matt Papa coming back in Matt February. Papa, she just loved when he was yeah. here. There. Oh, she listens to a couple of his. Writer. Oh yeah, listens to a couple of things still. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. coming back in February. Good. How you doing, man? Good. Okay, today is December twentieth. Is it? It is. Ooh, we're like rounding the corner. We're like four days away. All right, I got a question for you. Got a December question for 20th. you. Did you teach your kids about Santa Claus? Uh, did you guys play Santa Claus? Like, did you, like, Santa's coming, kind of Santa in your com- home? Did Santa you do is that? coming, yes, yes, okay. he is coming. It's, do your kids listen to the podcast? Yes, they do. Uh, they won't listen to this episode. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay. Don't let them. <laughs> Could they? Huh? Santa's coming. Uh, warning. I, I'm going to do a little, at the beginning of this podcast episode, when I do that little welcome blurb, I'm going to say, spoiler, like, parents... Get your kids out of earshot, okay? So, do you still have two believers? We have. Uh, so, anybody that's seen the uh, Polar Express movie, we all the Polar Express, Polar Express, the yeah. movie, <laughs> well, and the little bell that still oh rings. Gosh. The bell still rings for I all love of that us. Movie. It just rings differently. And for three of us, it rings differently. So, one, it rings a little differently. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we have, we have we have one right. of the three that are very excited this year. Yes, about Christmas Eve. 
Because <laughs> he takes on a different role. I got gotcha. you. Oh, well, Santa's a little helper. Yeah, Santa's, a little help. Santa's gonna have a helper this year. Okay. That's um, right. I, I believed um probably I was like twelve or thirteen. Yep. I, I I don't think thirteen. I think I said I believed when I really didn't. But it's just like I did not want I did not want to swallow the fact that my parents had been pulling one over on me. I didn't want to I did I just the magic of Christmas. I just didn't the want to. The bell still it. rings for us. We still hear it ring. <laughs> we actually have a bell, I think, on our Christmas tree. Okay, what um what what do you guys do Christmas Eve? Like what's special at the Vincent home Christmas Eve? Uh what's changed over the years? Uh but for true Christmas Eve, of course we go to her parents for dinner. It's much more abbreviated than it used to be. Santa Claus. The Santa Claus, that's right. Santa Claus. Susan, that's Shan Smith. Shan and Susan Smith. Your wife's dad. That's I right. love Shan. Yep. Shan and Susan. Susan. And then uh, her brother comes in with Becky, his wife. Can I tell you a fun story yeah. about your mother-in-law? Yeah. She was teaching me in vacation Bible school. Yeah. Right? I'm standing right next to her, and we're singing worship songs. I've probably told you this before. I don't know. And I thought she was in love with the song leader because of the look on her face as she was singing. I, I I wasn't a Christian, and I didn't have a concept for someone loving God in that way. And she like as she was singing, she had such a a look of love on her face. I thought she's sweet on that guy. They're leading the song. <laughs> I've never heard and it was hard. It was like Harvey Britton. I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> Who doesn't love some Harvey? Um, but now, like, and it just struck me. You know, you, you know these like you, you have these things as a kid that just strike you, and you don't remember the vast majority of your childhood, but you look back at these moments. This is like one of those moments that I remember. And, um, and now I just know, man, she just, she loves Jesus. And she was just loving on Jesus as she was singing. And she loves some Christmas music too. Yeah. yeah does she? But yeah, Un- so unlike her daughter, her daughter does not like, Christmas she didn't pass that on. So you're going to Shanty Claus. You it. used to go to Shanty Claus's house. Late, but we leave early. Then we, get ready and get in our PJ Christmas PJs and we get cookies out and milk out for Santa and throw out the oatmeal for Rudolph and the rest of the reindeer and carrots and okay so you go over there uh come back home on Christmas Eve yeah yeah Yeah. um beings that would do you guys go to real life on Christmas you go to church on Christmas Eve we actually have not been and I don't know when so we're going oh, to the wow. three o'clock service. We're nice. looking forward to it. Yeah. Does that time work nicely Beautiful. for you guys? Yeah, because we'll go over there at four. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think it's a great time. Yep. Uh, Christmas Day. Will you? Yes. You'll get up and go to church. Mm. Why? Why will you do that? Oh, this is like a theological question. No, no, no. no. I mean, it's uh, not. So it's so funny. The last time that Christmas fell on Sunday, yeah, was I don't know six seven years ago. Uh, Max was so sick. Uh, he woke up throwing up because of congestion. Uh, because and of what? He, congestion. Yeah. He started yeah, throwing up on really just Poor dry thing. heaving. On Christmas Day. Christmas morning, yeah. Uh, and he was so he 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 almost passed out because he quit breathing. So of course you know me. I just freaked out. Of course. And I so I was out. up at four o'clock in the morning with him watching Fantasia. Uh, <laughs> just Christmas to keep him awake. morning. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. And that's when we went to First Baptist. And yeah, so uh, yeah. Rachel took Nella as a, I guess she was really, really young. Yeah. Uh she's probably two. And so they went so we sat on the couch watching Fantasia just to keep him awake. You know is- what I do love? Late night Christmas Eve, like sometimes it's like a mass service on, on TV. Yep. But sometimes it's like a Sometimes it's not a mass service. Sometimes it's like a just like a choir. I love like midnight Christmas Eve choir 
So one of my favorite, we didn't ask this, but one of my favorite mem- memories, not current, not with my current family, yeah. but growing up, Wally and I, Wally yeah. then Wally, my brother. brother, yeah, three years older than me, best friends, most all the way up until high school. I love that. Still probably, still uh, close friends. We need to get Wally on the podcast. We should. He'd yeah. love it. Um, anyway, we would get home, we would go to Dover, that's my where my father's mom lived, but we would come home, wrap gifts up until the mass would come on at Rome. Are you serious? St. Peter. We would watch that every, we'd watch Christmas Are you, story. Jonathan. We'd watch a Christmas this story. This is all, why you and I love each other yeah, so Yeah, Christmas much. story all the way up until then. Oh my gosh. And then we would, we would wait until the very end. I got so tired. And so he, he texted me, it was probably three years ago, maybe four years ago. It was before COVID. I remember him texting me like it, Whatever time it comes on, eleven or twelve, I can't remember. He's like, "Dude, are you still up watching it?" It was oh, kind of cool. I wasn't. I was great. already. I was yeah. about to be asleep. I was irritable. Uh, Santa's elves retired. So, so. Uh, you know, Derek Hazlett. Yeah, Derek Hazlett's been helping the church in some strategic uh, partnerships uh, recently, and he's an elder at Axis Church in Germantown, Nashville. And I saw pop up on their Instagram something about them having a, like a, an eleven p.m. Christmas Eve service. That's cool. And um, and. I messaged him and I said, are you going, are you going to that service? And he said, I'm leading it. And I was oh, like, wow. oh man, I was like, I'd so love to go to that. You know, I listen, when we, when we finish our building, I would love for us to have like an 11. I mean, you won't be there, but I just say <laughs> video and I'll watch it the next morning. It'll but be I, would fun. Just, I think that would be so great coming like just a oh, 11 PM candlelight. Service carols and the lessons. So I remember when Tim Tim Timmy, associate pastor News Bomber, oh would come to town for for Christmas to see his folks. Um, whether he was in Jackson or whether he's in Atlanta or I may have come down when he was in Jersey, I remember him. I, and he may correct me, but I remember him like going to like the only one he could probably find, which was I think the Episcopal Church. Nice. Always had a eleven or twelve. Really? When yeah. He would go to that, and they do that at, you know, at midnight or at eleven, 11 o'clock, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he yeah. would always go to that. I think I would love to do that. I the. The only thing that would the only thing that would hinder me this time is like after leading two services and kind of yeah. being responsible for two services and then hanging out with family, I may just be way too white. Well, I would probably do that for you if I wasn't already asleep. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Um, favorite Christmas favorite Christmas memory. Maybe not current. Maybe a for past, me past. Yeah, for you. Um, that's a good question. It can't be Thanksgiving stay over the night thing because you've talked about how much right. you really really enjoy that. Yeah. I know one of my worst. Okay. I was probably 13 or 14. And we would, I I would always try to get my sisters, like we would all, sometimes we would sleep in the same room on yep. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like sleeping in the floor in my one of my sister's rooms. And my, my bedroom was normally downstairs in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hear anything down there. And I heard everything. Uh, and it was just like, I was so sad. The Christmas magic kind of fizzled. Oh, that was the year the bell rang in a different way. Yeah, bell rang <laughs> yeah. in a different way. Yeah, uh, okay, so that was that. Um, what else you got, Fred? We talked about caroling, favorite Christmas moments. What else yeah. we got? We would, we would. here's something kind of special. We would go over, well, on Christmas Eve, we would go over to my grandma's house. Yeah. And she had a tiny little house. And my mom had three sisters and all their kids, we would all pack in that house. It never felt crowded to me. If you walked in it now with that group of people, you'd feel very claustrophobic. I mean, it would it'd be like this is too many people in this tiny little house. But for us, it was like it was just so normal. 
It's really, really sweet. Um, really, really sweet time. And um, a family, this is kind of cool, a family member is like buying her house from another family member that owned it. So like this little old house that has all these Christmas memories mm. for me, it's staying in the family. Cool. So I messaged this family member the other day and I said, hey, Christmas can, e- can we come over Christmas Eve at your house, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he hit me back and said, no. maybe, maybe next year, <laughs> I, I'm not going to have enough time to get it already. Cause he's just, like literally just buying it. Um, it's, but that's pretty sweet. Oh gosh. Let me think about that. I, I should Well, there's nothing like, uh, there was as a kid, there's nothing like, well, for most children, it, it wasn't for, for this child here. There was nothing like Christmas Eve. It was the most exciting day of the year. Just love it. So I uh, did too. I did too. It's not the same for every kid out there. And, and no, you're it is right. What it is. And, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's a great time. We are we look forward to it. Get some work behind me. Cup next couple of days. I'm going to be full mode. I feel like my kids get to open a lot less than I did, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, but but they love it. We have a great time. It's good. When we were in New York City, we would all, during Christmas we would always go and get a picture in front of the Rockefeller Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and so we've got these like stair step pictures of the kids getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. And it's like my sweet wife's like, what? I don't know what motivated her to want to load up all the kids in all these, you know, all these big coats, you know, and make it from wherever we were living down to Rock Center. But I'm glad she did because it was fun. You may not remember, but we did come visit you. Once, as, a, as did, a couple. Did we go down to the tree together? So it was, I don't know what year it was. I totally remember this. You stayed in our friend's apartment in Harlem. The heater went out. No, it did not go out. The heater never was on. They turned the heater off because they thought they were gone. You gave me a raffle. A raffle? You said the church raffled, and we bought a raffle to stay at these people's apartment for three oh my, nights. Oh, my. Okay, I don't remember these details. Well, you lied probably about it, but that's no, okay. No, I didn't. That's I don't okay. lie to you. Sh- sh- shake it off. Oh, my gosh. And then so we go up there on like the 18th. 19th we didn't have kids and we go up there and it's in harlem i've never been to new i don't think i've been to new york city before yes i had one time i've been to new york city with y'all i love that i i love that i cultured you john whatever so we get up there it's it's like 10 o'clock at night and uh we're in the middle of harlem in this kind of taxi poor uber happened that's right we're thinking we're going to a hotel well, I'm thinking it's going to be like a hotel. It's got, and it's like in somebody's neighborhood. It's a walk are, up. We had a walk up. It was, I don't know how many flights, forever. And it's like a spiral walk up. And then you get to the, you gave us keys. And and the problem is. You got to figure out the keys. When you get to each like landing, which is like, you know, probably 10 square feet, maybe, maybe yeah. five square feet. There's two doors. Yeah. And there are no numbers. <laughs> and this is like 930 in this Harlem. Is, this is classic New York City story right And here. I'm like. I've got a key, and I've got a 50-50 chance here not to get shot. Because <laughs> I'm only rattling shot. somebody's door. <laughs> with so a, yeah. yeah. So we pick right, go in. Very, very quaint, which means super small. Yes. And it is like 20 degrees outside, and it's like uh, 10 degrees I outside. I felt so bad about that. And what you told me later was that the, you call those landlords, what you call them back Well, the, the super. Or super, the, yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah, call the them. Superintendent. The super yeah. turned off the heat to that unit because the people that, renting it we're going out of town so we were like freezing unbelievable and so we stayed had a good time blah 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 and uh that's when that's when glitter party happened yeah okay we got to talk okay let's go go back to so we're leaving and it's the biggest blizzard at that time ever to hit new york city (laughs) it was was 21st of december and i'm like christmas guy i want to get home (laughs) and and we go to go to y'all's apartment 
and Susan's trying to be encouraging, and Jack's little. Your twins are like babies. And Jack was watching uh, Cars or one of those shows. Yeah. And he says, maybe y'all can get a helicopter to get you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he was maybe, being so sweet. Maybe, I was John, so stressed. John, maybe you can get a helicopter. To get <laughs> so we, we, it was like two feet of snow. We're dragging our our bags on a sunny morning, two feet of snow, trying to find a taxi. So we, all of our, all the flights got canceled. So we had, we found one in Philadelphia that would fly out. So we had to, you know, this guy, this guy. Did you take the train to Philadelphia? We had to go get a taxi cab to the big train center. Penn Station. Penn Station. Get on a train, double change to get to Philadelphia. Had to stay the night in Philadelphia to get a flight out the next day. You talking about stress town. I said, I'm never going to back New York City ever, and I have not. Well, (laughs) that you you earned some stripes there. But anybody, anybody that's ever lived in New York City, they're... If they're listening to this, they're just smiling, nodding their head. Because, like, that is, like, New York City is filled with, like, the greatest conveniences and inconveniences. And you never know what day or moment you're going to bump into them. And you smacked headfirst into the inconvenience. We we got into, I'll be done with this story. And we're moving on. Uh, But It's all right. All of our non-faithfuls have already switched over to a different um, podcast. Pick you up in January. (laughs) Uh, So when we got to Harlem, we got in this cold apartment. It's like, we hadn't eaten. So I'm like... You know, I'm just, you know, it's New York. I'm freaked out. You know, I'm, it's, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. And literally, it's like 930 at night. And it is so cold. And so we had back in the day. You still, I feel so bad right now. You had Google Maps. This was Maps. like over 10 years ago. And I feel so bad right now. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like 14 uh, years ago. That was like 13 years ago, yeah. 14 years ago. And so we had Google Maps. And so you could find <laughs> a restaurant on Google Maps. It was walking distance. And it was one about five minutes away. It's called Melba's. Oh, Melba's is good. Were they open? Yeah, it was at Melba's. Mel, well, Melba's is good. It was right was around it, the corner from it's that really, apartment. Really, really small place. Yeah, it was black black exterior, and yeah, I don't remember. It was so they dark. did fried chicken and waffles at Melba's That's in Harlem. The, yeah, anyway, it was a place. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Rachel can tell you. And so we walk in this place. I mean, we walk there, and it is so cold, and I don't want to look up at anybody because I'm afraid I'm going to get shot, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, or knifed or something because it's New York. You watch too much Law and Order. Whatever. And so we go to this little place, and it's like super small. And, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, and there's all these people. Not all, but it was fairly, really busy. But uh-huh. super small place. Probably as big as this lounge. Yep. And these guys take off their jackets that look like, you know, back in the day, you wear what you could to stay warm. And they had these $700 suits on. <laughs> we had more fun. We stayed there two hours. And, there you and, go. And, you didn't want to go back to the, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to go, go back to the cold apartment, that's for sure. All right, anyway, so. Anyway, it was a good time. <clears throat> I, there probably wasn't an occasion other than hanging out with us that you came up for. Right, it was just like oh yeah, that's it. Like New York Christmas. You, you apparently lied about this raffle thing, and then Rachel season. convinced me, and so we went up there. So yeah, <clears throat> Rachel, I have Rachel to thank. <laughs> um, well, so when we it, during this season in our church planting ventures in New York City, we leased out this white boxed kind of a. I mean, it, it kind of looks and feels like an art gallery, and the name mm-hmm. of our church was Gallery Church, so it all worked really well. And we would then sublease. Um, this space for events of all kinds. And it turned out to be like kind of a, like a brilliant missiological strategy in the sense of space is a hot commodity in New York city. It's very, very expensive to do anything there. So we would offer it at a little bit of a discounted rate. We would give artists a platform that are just emerging and aspiring artists that wanted to, you know, platform their work, but couldn't break into a, you know, a a legit um, gallery. And we would platform stuff all the time, and we would make a little income, but then we would get people in the space. And so 
hospitality, like it's huge. So <clears throat> this particular night we had, there was like a, um, it was like an art show, a performance art show. And I, we, we weren't, they were doing it in our space, but it wasn't like a church event. And, um, it was the so, most bizarre. Let me let me let me interrupt you. So you, you're telling us all this when we get there. I think it was the next day. Mm. And Susan, if anybody knows Susan, why she's just very calm. She's very even keeled, and yes. she's kind of like, we have no idea what this is going to be. I think she wrapped all the kids up to bring them to. I can't remember. Ooh, and I wonder if they. I'm going to have to ask them if they. I came can't to remember. This. But anyway, so we walk into this space. It's this beautiful space, which you would imagine, kind of a New York lofty gallery would look like. Not huge. No, no huge. And and you walk in, and it was <laughs> most bizarre, well, <laughs> most bizarre things. Nowadays, it probably would, wouldn't seem that bizarre for you. Do you remember the giant? Thing in the corner. I do. Yeah. There's lots of giant I totally things. forgot that there was a giant There's thing all kinds the of like these weird. If you want to know what the giant thing in the corner is, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. Pseudo, but... pseudo anatomical structures there or art pieces. So I can't remember if it was like we, we partnered with the Fashion Institute of Technology and they would, they hosted their senior portfolio show. I don't think that this, that was, I don't think that this was that show. Mm. Um, there was another school that we partnered with and all their students. Anyways, they, so yeah, they had all these installations that were but, but, very interesting. But the, the spectacular portion of the show was the main event. Performance art show by Chakra. I, I can st- I still remember what this guy looks like. Yeah. And his name was Chakra. Not going to go anywhere for that. And then... I think there was music. He had yeah, there music. was music, and, and he had a, all of a sudden. You remember his coat? Yes, he had forks. Yeah, all over his coat. It was it was very bizarre. Metal fo- metal forks, probably two dozen or more. I forgot about the forks. metal forks attached to like a, like a jean jacket kind of a thing. You remember and, this better than I do. And so he he started strutting around stage, and so his you know his coat's like making noise because there's forks dangling, you know, hitting each other, and then it went off. The glitter bombs. He started, well, it was like powder. And he just started throwing this glitter. It was like a powder. You, you know, like kids these days play Color Wars, right, yeah. where they throw these powder things. Well, he was, he was like, it was like this dance, like slam poetry. I like it was glitter. It wasn't glitter, it was just powder. No, nah, it was pink powder. Oh, I thought it was, cl- I thought it was and, glitter. And in, in this white boxed art gallery, he's throwing this pink powder oh everywhere. God. It A year later, we were we were finding powder inside the speaker system. Like the, I remember Susan saying, well, this is different. I will never get this powder up ever. <laughs> Susan, your wife yeah. said that. <laughs> so that was our intro. Into I just New remember York watching, I re, well, I remember watching your face because, you know, you were under our ministry in Tennessee. We were, we, we, we were, traditional. Well, we, we, drew, we grew up traditional. Yeah. No, that's right. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. But like, but we leave to go, you know, be a part of this, Great emerging, you know, work in New York City, and then this is like your introduction to it. And I was, I was mortified because I was like, "Wow, this is this is the worst day that we he could have visited and been exposed." The good news is I never went back. Um, So anyway, so that was a Christmas memory for me. I guess that's where we went on this tangent. But that was that was at Christmas time. It was a very stressful time to get back home. I remember getting home is like I'm never leaving again at Christmas. Thank you for coming up there. Oh, it was thank you for coming. Okay, Um, what was your biggest takeaway from Timmy's sermon Sunday? It was so good. The Herodian. Explain. So uh, I, you know, 
context is king. That's what we always that's say right. here. That's right. And that's right. um, I, I never knew. I love that you say that. That's what we say now. It is what we say. I, I love Even it. Timmy and I said that. I love it. Tim, Tim. So yeah, no, I I got that from Doctor Rob Plummer, who DJ Daniel Cox needs to take one of his classes at the Southern Seminary. So it was the Sorry. Herodian. Yeah, he talked about how Herod literally. I think a Herod. This is Herod the Great. This would be the Herod the Great. There's multiple Herods in the Bible, so you got to be careful. Second one is the one that killed Jesus. Well, was the time Jesus was killed. Uh, kids on brunch on Sunday, the kids corrected me on that. I said, "No, this is the one." Was, no, Daddy, Don't you that, love that? That was because remember Herod had to die before he came back from Egypt. I was like, "Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Bible scholars." Um, <laughs> but anyway, I didn't realize. You think Herod the Great's like, oh, he's just kind of this little puppet king, no big deal, but. I mean, to know of his his amass of riches, yeah. the power that he had, yeah. the fierceness that he could bring to you, yeah. and that he yeah. literally built a mountain and created this huge palace that could be seen from Bethlehem. Timmy said he could have been the wealthiest person yeah. anywhere ever. That's what he said. Yeah. But to know that it was towering over the cave slash yeah. basement of where <laughs> the king, of the, the true king of the Jews yeah. was born— yeah. Uh, and then the spiritual, you know, I'm a kingdom guy. I love that from two years ago with uh, God's Big Picture. Um, the book you suggested, the one I taught over summer year it's ago. Crazy, that was two years ago. And to hear about the kingdoms, um, and kingdoms is very important in the New Testament. It's a very important language. Yeah. But to think that there was a kingdom that everyone feared sitting on top of this mountain that was created by man, very similar to Tower of Babel, and how it meant nothing eternally. That, that what the most important thing was to to young shepherds and to now we call them now no more wise men anymore thanks Tim the we call them the other uh, the pagan sorcerers <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call them now Adele is doing a Christmas pageant at wise Sigma men Chan. still seek him <laughs> Since you're going to be a wise man daddy I said no no I'm going to be a pagan sorcerer um, <laughs> so anyway uh, it was good it was destroying the nativity scene it was the Herodian yeah, it yeah, was yeah it was a lot of fun I enjoyed. Enjoyed the sermon. I was so struck by the same thing, uh, but I loved how Timmy talked about how when God was going to enter the world as a man, he would he would do it in the cave under this Herodian. exalted. Yeah, and I and I that's such a powerful picture. That's the true way of God that um, he exalts those that humble themselves. Right. Yeah. He humbles those that exalt themselves, right? You know, so he opposes the proud, he exalts the humble. And Jesus came as humbly as he could, as the king of the universe, as God himself, to come and be born in a cave and laid in a food trough for animals in in the in the basement cave of the wealthiest king ever. And um I'm just I'm just stunned. You, Jonathan, I, I probably shared this with you before. I used to hate preaching at Christmas. And it was because I just felt like I, this, I, the incarnation of the Son of God is such, is, is such a profound reality that I, I think I always felt like, A, I'm, I'm not doing this justice at all. I struggled to have the right kinds of words, and it, you know, I, I felt like it was almost like too weighty of a of a deal for me. And then I and then I felt all this pressure to say something different. You know, I felt like that, like okay, the same story wasn't you know enough. But um, 
I like the simple reality that God broke into this world as a man. I'll just never get over it, man. I'll just never get over it. And uh, the way he came, just so amazing. Yeah, so um, so we talked about it at brunch. So for, for those that care again, we do family brunch at home now. We go to first service, and so we get to kind of remind me what we what I grew up with in our family. We would go to church, and we would like to talk about it. So we're trying to do that again, uh, reinstill that. You guys usually family. go home and eat? Go home and yep. eat, well, cook and all that. But anyway, so we got to talk about this, and I said, you know what? What did Timmy destroy of your wonderful remembrances of nativity? Uh, and it was fun. You know, we watched The Star. It's a great movie, The Star. It's an animated movie. We watched it the week before um, about Mary and Joseph and all that. And it's got the manger, and it's got this little thing, blah, blah, blah. And it, it really is. It's just it's not a picture you want to see of Jesus sitting in dung as, as these shepherds were coming and wise men were coming for a while. And it was just very probably a scary moment. Mm. You have to think it has to be a scary moment for for Joseph and Mary, and it's just not this you know big star the room you know and everything's yeah. great. It's not this big miraculous right. thing to them. Right. It, right. it was miraculous to them. It's just it's just a very very humbling thing. Just how do we how do we how do we clean the kid? How do we keep the kid? That's right. Alive. How do we, how do we keep the kid alive? How do, Mary, are you okay? You yeah. know, like what's you know, like. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just think that it's just a, a wonderful way for us to remember who we are with God. That most humble can be exalted, because um, because he opposes the proud and exalts the humble. Is that what yes, we can't about? we can't we can't get low enough to exalt him high enough. It's, and I don't know if we're going to do a break today. We may just <clears throat> no roll, break. Roll through it. Uh, so this week, the the biggest thing that other than Tim's sermon was great. It really made me think about perspective, paradigm of where Jesus was compared to this great king. Uh, we watched the chosen. Um, season three's out. Second episode came out this mm. week, I think, and we watched it. As uh, good as the first. As good as the first. well, yeah. We we were both you know emotional watching yeah. it Sunday night, and at the end, it's really cool. It's right before Jesus um, sends them out two by two, giving them the powers to heal and present the gospel to the Jewish folks. So this is what that's the setup for this, and so they're all like fearful and scared and think they're going to die. And there's this great scene with little John, son of of Zebedee. But at the very end, Fred, it it was so, I I even told Rach, it's goals for us this year. Goals. Goals. Hashtag goals with a Z because it's cool like that. Okay. It's, uh, of course, Peter comes up and gets all the 12 around them because they think they're sending them out to die. And he, he said he's talking to his wife and the night before or whatever. And he said, it reminds me of when King David was running from his son Absalom. And so he starts quoting scripture. And he gets about two lines into it. And they all start quoting the same scripture. Come on, man. And I think it was Psalm 3. Yeah. Actually what it was. Yeah. I I didn't really cross-check it that close. Yeah. But it was so much goals that these people, who we think are just derelicts. Yeah. What's a derelict, Jonathan? Someone that is not a Pharisee at that time. Someone that was just brash. And, but they knew the Scripture that much, Fred. Yeah. They, it was in their heart. You know, that's the that's the Shema in a way. Yeah, the Shema. The, the Shema. Shema. It, it was on their heads. It was on their... It was always about them. And they didn't have the little scroll in their pocket to pull it out. They, they had to put this to me. It was meditative. It was... Yeah. When something like that comes up, yeah. they had Scripture... Yeah in their hands, in their heads, in their hearts, yeah. 
to bringing out. So I told Rachel, yeah. I said, yeah. we are going to be much more intentional this year with us and the kids. Yeah. We'll yeah, pick man. out 10 Psalms. Hey, the intentionality, God will honor that intentionality. I'm serious because you, you think about, I mean, you, you, you contrast that and you think, it, on one hand, we think, how did they do that? <laughs> but of course they did that. Their whole life, A, their whole life revolved around their religious life. That's right. But, but B, they were not being bombarded moment by moment by the mass volume of information that we would. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. If, well, I, I, there was somewhere along the way, there was something that said, like, um, and I can't remember the comparison, but a newspaper today would have the same amount, the same volume of information that like Jonathan Edwards would have taken on in like a year or I can't remember the I the you. contrast, but it was, um, bro, we can do it. You can do it. Yeah. We're going to pick out maybe some old Testament stuff and some Psalms. I, I know love you it. love the Psalms. You uh, quote yes. it all the time. My goal is Romans eight. Okay. Well, I've started it before. I'm working on it right now with uh, a guy that I'm working out with. So, Romans 8. Yeah, so we're going to pick some psalms, strategic psalms, and we're going to, we're, that's our goal for this year, one of the goals. One I think goals. this is a great challenge for our podcast listeners um, is is to to take in a passage of Scripture and really let it be yours. Here's, here's what I want to say about it is God will honor it in ways that you cannot describe. You can't, when, when you take hold of a passage of Scripture, where you internalize it, it almost be- it becomes a part of you. Um, God will allow it, the fruitfulness and the reward of that. It's hard to describe how precious it is. We, we maybe next week, if we I hope we meet next week, we can maybe do a little, a little year in the review, especially of the sermon series. You know, we start off with desiring God. That's a delighting God. Check it off. It's yeah, um, close enough. That's a great uh, idea. But one of the things I hear over and over like in community group or out or about is, is the prayer, the prayer series oh, on Acts. It's crazy. I, I, I right. can tell people still um, are talking about yeah. CTS, you know, adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. And, and what's so overwhelming is, can you imagine Freddie, huh. you know, one of the things we talked about as I'm not a very good prayer, um, I'm not going to go through that again, but you know, praying the scripture back to God is yeah. just a very honoring, glorifying thing for him. Yeah. And can you imagine when someone would come up at church that need prayer at two or three people could quote scripture just like that. Oh yeah. And pray over them. God's God's words back to him. Well, I think I've told you about this episode where Susan and I, we were maybe two years into the church plant and every season in the life of real life has been for us has been marked by a very painful experience, but usually behind the scenes that like nobody, but like circle of leadership knew about. And, and that's good. And like the Lord needed to know, and that was it. But we had just come out of one of these seasons, and Susan and I are getting away, and we stop at a church in Spring Hill, and at the end of the service, during the response time, we go forward, and there's this lady, and I, like I told her I was a pastor, and we need to just pray for a fresh touch on our marriage. That's all I said. And so we bow, and there's like this long pregnant pause, and I was like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have told her I was a pastor. You know, like she's intimidated. She didn't know what to pray. She was not intimidated at all. She was gathering her thoughts, and she absolutely praised the heavens down in a way that I had never been prayed for in my life. 
podcast listeners, hear that. I was prayed for by someone that I'd never been prayed for like that in my life, and I desperately needed it. I desperately needed it. So, like, this, the softest whisper of the Holy Spirit moving you to pray for somebody, obey, do it, do it. Well, she starts praying, and it's just every other sentence is this scripture. And, like, 10 seconds in, I'm I'm weeping. And uh, Susan and I, we, we just sit in the worship center after the service is over. Everybody leaves, and we're just basking in the glory of what just happened because we encountered God's mercy and presence in such a sweet way. We get into the car, and we're trying to write down all the scriptures that, that she prayed for us. So yes and amen to what you said there. So that's what we're going to try to do. So this, uh, I think we're probably closing this up. We are bit. closing up. So, so Landing the plane. We're going to land the plane here. So um, we all love Christmas. We like the... Non, Except Rachel Benson. Non-bib. She loves Christmas. She's like music. But there's so many things to diversion. You already talked about a diversion. Um, the Herodian oh. was probably a diversion for many people. Just looking up there was intimidating for them. Yeah, yeah. And we have still those today. It could be an app, an Amazon app, how easy it is just to click on the Amazon app. Oh, yeah. i got to get one more gift. There's so many things that we can be diverted with. To work. work is always difficult for me at the end of the year. It's a yeah. very huge diversion. Yeah. But yeah, if we yeah, can, yeah. just look and remember what Timmy set forth in the nativity scene that really occurred, and the one that's probably not on your mantle, um, how important that would be so we understand that strength comes in humility and that God never takes his eyes off us. Even if you're at the bottom mm. of this huge mountain yeah. in a cave full of dung, Come on. God still loves you. I, I love has, that. Say that, say that again, even I, if you're no in the bottom of a mountain in a cave filled full with dung. dung. I mean, that was the appointed place for the king of kings to, to be born. That was his welcome into the world. And so if you feel like you're in that place today, God knows right where you are, yep. and uh, he's with you. Uh, here's here's a closing thought. You can you can look at the whole gift-giving thing in a, in a myriad of ways. And so one way to look at it is, yeah, like it's all become the commercialized. It's all about us. It's all about the materials. It's all about that. But I think that there's something I, – I, I want to suggest a different way for folks to enjoy the exchanging of gifts and all of that. Um, not being enamored by Santa Claus, but but the exchanging of gifts. I just think, like, the, the very celebration that we're celebrating is a joyous celebration, right? It's like after 400 years of silence, of God not speaking, he speaks through his son, you know? And um, John the Baptist comes in announcing, you know, and and um, I think what like what better thing for God's people to do than to joyously exchange gifts, symbolizing the joyous God joyfully giving, the joyful King, you know. So I just think uh, don't like don't feel guilty about exchanging gifts, like let like let it just point you to. To Jesus, let it point you to the Father. Let it remind you that it was the, it was the Father's good pleasure to give His Son. Um, he who did not spare His own Son, how will He not give us all things? You know, uh, if you ask for a fish, He's not going to give you a stone, right? So, uh, thank the Lord. We've got coming up Christmas Eve, three, 3 p.m., four fifteen. Um, all your friends, family are invited. No child care, everybody together. We want all the babies crying. So we're reminded of baby Jesus crying in the manger, in the cave, in the dung cave. Um, Christmas Day, uh, 11 a.m., one worship service. Come 
and sit right on the front row. Come on. And Christmas Eve, and I've already, I was asked this week, Christmas yes. Eve and Christmas Day are different services. They are. They not are. The so it's not thing. pick one. It's come to both. That's if right. if you can, we'll be there. It's going to be glorious, and it's going to be special. Uh, Jeff Kelly's leading worship Christmas Eve. Right. Um, we've got a special worship leader uh, who used to lead worship at our church years, uh, years past. She'll be in for uh, Christmas, helping lead on Sunday morning, Christmas Day. And um, 11, 11, a.m. 11 a.m. And then January 1st, uh, it's also family worship. And um, I got to look back on my notes on that, JV, on whether or not we're doing one or two. I don't know. I don't know that we've anchored. Yeah, I thought it was one. I think it, I think it is one. It's just one service on New Year's Day. That's right. Well, there it is. One, unless it unless you look at some social media app that tells you differently. So, yeah. JV, love you, man. Merry hey, Christmas, Merry podcast Christmas. listeners. Maybe we'll jump on with an end of the year review. Yeah, yeah. If we can squeeze it squeeze in, squeeze it in. Merry Christmas, Daniel. Merry Christmas, Fred. Thanks, DJ Daniel Cox, for taking care of us. Keep it real, Fred. Oh, oh, oh. Keep it, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real, keep it Jesus.